Mr. Speaker, many times in the course of my life as a military police officer and a civilian police officer, I've had occasion to say, calm down, son. I've heard your argument. I feel your passion. I understand your position. But you're about to go too far. Just calm down and step back. This is what I advise my colleagues on both sides of the aisle today. One of my, one of my brothers here, whom I love and respect, these men seated here, they're making a mistake, Mr. Speaker. One of the gentlemen said we should be held to a higher standard. Talking about the removal of a member of Congress, are the American people to to believe that the opinions of congressmen is a higher standard than the deliberate vote of the American people? Is a report from a committee a higher standard than the two-year election cycle as established by our founding fathers and enshrined in our Constitution? Calm down. That the Long Island crew is acting in bad faith, just exceedingly bad judgment. And here's why. Since the beginning of this Congress, there's only two ways you get expelled. You get convicted of a crime or you participated in the Civil War. Neither apply to George Santos. And so I rise not to defend George Santos, whoever he is, but to defend the very precedent that my colleagues are willing to shatter. Now, let's speak to due process. Mr. Santos hasn't been convicted of anything, but we haven't even moved to expel the people who have. Mr. Bowman pled guilty to a misdemeanor for his little fire alarm stunt weeks ago. So like, while the ethics committee is marching to throw George Santos out of Congress, they take no action as to someone who actually pled guilty to a crime? What's that all about? And then there's all this talk about, well, he could have come and testified to the ethics committee, and he didn't. So he had his due process. But that belies the fact that he faces a trial and had Mr. Santos testified before the ethics committee, an argument could have been made that he waived any of his rights that he would have had at trial that any American would enjoy. So it was a, it was a procedural double bind that shouldn't be held against Mr. Santos as some sort of adverse inference. Let's also talk about this precedent. The fact pattern as to Mr. Santos is remarkably similar to the fact pattern of former Representative Duncan Hunter. Duncan Hunter used campaign money on girlfriends and trips and home improvements and all sorts of personal lavishes. He was indicted for those crimes and continued to serve in Congress. He pled guilty to a number of those crimes and continued to serve in Congress. He was in Congress for like an additional pay period after having pled guilty to the very same things that were, that that Mr. Santos has been indicted for. And so I think it's, it's persuasive to me that Mr. Higgins and Mr. Nell's two law enforcement officials with sterling reputations are here, not necessarily to defend Mr. Santos, but to defend this precedent and this due process that is being shattered. And I was struck when the author uh, of this Gates, resolution said Gates, 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 Gates was amazing. Um, this very controversial of the expulsion of Santos 
We'll get into more of that tomorrow. Um, it's Thursday, 30 November, Year of Our Lord, 2023. We're going to start the 6 o'clock hour, or in the 6 o'clock hour, we're going to break down and talk about uh, Henry Kissinger's uh, life. Dr. Bradley Thayer, who wrote an obit for War Room, is going to join me there. But I've got Seb Gorka, Dr. Seb Gorka. Uh, I know you've been uh, down to see the president in Mar-a-Lago. I want to get to all that in a moment, Seb, because I know you have some things to share with us. But first... Um, uh, Henry Kissinger, give me give me your assessment. Well, first things first, many happy returns of the day, belatedly, uh, Admiral Bannon. I know it was your birthday. I think there was a, a suit you have to bring against the mainstream media because they reported that you were in your seventh decade. That is not possible. May, maybe in your fifth decade, but happy birthday to you. Uh, loved your little interview with uh, Tucker Carlson. When it comes to Henry Kissinger, it, it's so weird, Steve. Do you remember how... A little bit like a fanboy, he used to shuffle around the West Wing when we worked in the Trump White House. Do you remember that? Oh, do I ever? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. And he, I, do I, I think I ever. he was just he was yeah, trying to I bask it. And I remember, and I remember the, pe- and I remember the people that brought him in to shuffle around. But we will leave those folks <laughs> nameless right now. All right, maybe, maybe for now, maybe in the six o'clock hour we can talk about that. But it was so funny to see him shuffle around, like kind of basking, attempting to bask in his own former glory inside the West Wing. Look. Um, I think you may have seen my post last night on social media. I just found a a flattering photograph of him from the 70s, and I just said, died at the age of uh, 100. Uh, I didn't even say RIP. I just said Henry Kissinger. Now, I'm not of the ilk. Uh, Some of the comments were quite outré on my posts, but I'm not of the ilk or uh, like the demented late uh, Christopher Hitchens who wanted to have the guy strung up on a scaffold in some kind of a makeshift war crimes tribunal for Cambodia and Laos. Uh, Things happen in war. It's the nature of war. But there's one important legacy that we must not we cannot, for the sake of our nation, try and sweep under the carpet. As far as I'm concerned, there's one person who's predominantly responsible for turning a third world backward feudal nation, such as communist China, into our peer rival. And that's Dr. Henry Kissinger. I understand the exigencies of the Cold War and the need to drive a wedge between Moscow and Beijing, but the idea of getting Nixon to open to communist China paved the way for what you fought and are continuing to fight, not just in the White House, but with War Room. We have, you opened my eyes to this. I was a counterterrorism guy. I came into the White House, read the presidential daily briefings, and I realized soon enough, we'll deal with ISIS, we'll deal with Iran, we'll deal with Russia, we'll even deal with little Kim. The only here competitor the threat we face who wishes to replace us as a hegemonic power is communist China. One belt, one road, 100th anniversary, 2048, it is communist China. And what, and what people miss, and I'm sure you've said this a thousand times on your show, but it bears repeating. Thanks to the likes of Kissinger planting the seed that we open to China and if we liberalize economically with them, if we trade with them, if we give them most favored nation status, that they will magically become like us. As if, you know, giving dictators more money makes them less dictators. What an asinine, childish analysis. 
by the time we walked in the White House, people didn't realize if you measured GDPs on purchasing parity, January 21st, 2017, China's economy was bigger than ours. People need to understand, China was more powerful economically than America. And we turned that around, thanks to you, thanks to Peter, thanks to the, you know, the chief Asia guy at the NSC. We turned that around. But look at where we are right now, Steve. Let, let me ask you about, because uh, I only got you about five or six more minutes, and so now you got to bounce. His no, no, concept, he and Graham Allison, and maybe... Okay, maybe you tell that. Maybe you tell the audience who Graham Allison is. He and Graham <laughs> Allison had this concept of Thucydides' trap back in the seventies. It led yeah. to the rapprochement with the Soviet Union. Uh, Reagan came in, said, "Let's take down the evil empire." They've run the same yeah. scam again. What's yeah. the Thucydides' trap? Why was Kissinger obsessed with it, and why is that really his legacy? Wow, I'm going to fess up here. Um, before I knew better, back in 1998. I was a um, penniless grad student. I was a fellow at the Kennedy School in Cambridge and Harvard. And I took the last ever essence of decision-making class with Graham Allison. So for a, wow. For a semester. Wow. Yeah. Dude, yeah. you hold yeah. it. That's, that's, that's almost a union card stamp for the deep state, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that, cl that class was, you, no, whoever went to that, you were like the high priest, the high priest of the strategists. That was the high priesthood. I, can, can I just tell you a little bit about my former professor? Um, I'm going to really. So it was a small. It was the last time he tra he taught the essence of decision making, which is his book on the Cuban Missile Crisis, and he was rewriting it. He was republishing it in 2000, and he gave all of us students. There's about 12 of us in the room, the galleys, and his teaching extended to each of us murderboarding his chapters week by week and pointing out the holes, he rewriting them, and then publishing the last version, the last edition of The Essence of Decision Making. Weirdly, he didn't thank any of us. Anyway, that, that, that's academe. I had a two-year fellowship at Harvard. I so detested it. I didn't need that union card. I left after a year, and I left the, uh, the deep staters to continue what they were doing. So the Thucydides trap, which is, as you correctly identify Professor Graham Allison's uh, baby, is the, um, the tendency towards great powers to get involved in, in hegemonic activities and the inevitability of war and exploded in popularity about, about the time a certain former real estate mogul came down an escalator in Manhattan. Uh, it led to a, a whole task force at, at, at Harvard, at the Belfer Institution. But the, the argument is this. It's just another version, Steve, of something that I credit with you popularizing, which is so important. Managed decline. The Thucydides trap is just a repackaging of the idea that America is waning. Uh, we've got to uh, avoid becoming hegemons ourselves and recognize the rise of others, whether it's BRICS, whether it's China. It is an un-American attitude to the greatest nation on God's green earth. And that is the legacy of the deep state. You did more than anyone else 
to make people understand both sides of the aisle, the establishment Republicans, the Democrats, all the talking heads at the Brookings Institution, at CSIS, on and on and on. These individuals made a decision about the same time as Kissinger that the death of our superpower status is inevitable and the best we can do is to just dicker at the edges of the graphic equalizer as we manage the glide slope to irrelevance. That, that belief in the eventual death of America is why President Trump became president. It's why Milei in Argentina, it's why Maloney in Italy, because people said, no, that's bullshit. We don't believe in that. That's the yeah. legacy of the likes of Kissinger. Let's, let's, let's take that declinism uh, to the current war, the, the third Hamas war, the Muslim Brotherhood yeah. war right now. America essentially hasn't won a war in 50 or 60 years or longer, 80 years. Um, the um, what about uh, what about has our focus on just managed decline and managing conflicts? Is that is that infecting the situation in Israel, sir? I, I was shocked by a guest I had on the show uh, about two weeks ago. I, um, I used to work at something called the Foundation for Defense of Democracy, which, which focused on the jihadi threat and still does. And I had their, their uh, senior vice president on the show, a, a very smart guy called Jonathan Shanza. And I didn't know the answer he was going to give me. And I said, hey, hey Jonathan, wh wh what happened in Israel? H how did this happen? How did Mossad, Shimbet, how did they miss all this? You know what he said to me? He said, the wokeism here, you know, the Mark Millies, the, the CRT, all of that wokeism we've been battling in America, in the deep state at our military academies, that infected Israel. He told me, this is a guy who's briefed the IDF. He said last year he was hearing from generals in the IDF the following, and maybe this will be familiar to you. Hamas is just a political entity. They're not a religious yeah. identity, and we yeah. can negotiate with them. Bingo. That's IDF generals. Bingo. If you understand that, Steve, you Bingo. understand why 1,400 uh, men, women, and children were slaughtered. Bingo. Uh, Seb, we'd like to hold you through the break. We're going to take a yeah. short commercial break. Seb Gorka, Dr. Seb Gorka, is going to join us on the other side. We're going to talk about the ever-increasing and dangerous geopolitical landscape of America getting sucked into now a ever-increasing kinetic part of a third world war. Short commercial break. Back in a moment. I know this is hard to believe, but we're up against another government shutdown later this month. And our wise leaders deal with it how they always do, with more spending. While lawmakers are high-fiving, your savings account continues to lose value because more spending weakens the dollar. Now end the cycle. Diversify into gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. And listen, when you open a gold IRA for every $10,000 you spend by December 22nd, Birch Gold will send you a free gold bar. Let me repeat that. For every 10000 you spend by December 22nd, Birch Gold will send you a free gold bar. Just text Bannon to 989898 to claim eligibility before Black Friday. 
Birch Gold can help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a gold IRA for no money out of pocket. And you still get the free gold bar. Don't let your savings become a victim of the further devaluation of the dollar. Remember, the BRICS countries are focused 100% on de-dollarization. Text Bannon to 989898. Receive a free gold information kit and claim your eligibility before Black Friday to receive free gold bars on your qualified purchase. Do it today. Action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Seb, I want to go back for a second because I want the audience, uh, this is about nomenclature and thinking things through. Graham Allison is a very important guy. The um, Destined for War is the new version of the Thucydides Trap, but he and Kissinger set the strategic framework of how one was to think about great power struggles. This is why Reagan was such a breath of fresh air because he came in and said with Dick Allen, he says, hey, uh, Dick, how about about this? Who is his national security (laughs) advisor? We win, they lose. Just very simple. It's kind of like Trump. Just get down to the essence of it. The essence of decision, the essence of decision was literally the most important book written in that era because it trained a whole generation from the Naval War College to the National War College, to Army War College. Georgetown, everybody, Harvard, all the people that came strategists went to the Pentagon, went to the, the to the deep state, went to the White House, the national security. They were all trained to think about how one makes decisions right. off of the framework that Graham Allison put into the the over how he overlaid it to the Cuban Missile Crisis. Yeah. This book was a seminal book, and this is why he and Kissinger are such lasting figures. Whether you like them or not, don't like them is not really relevant. They, they, they had a massive, massive yeah. uh, impact on how America faces the wor- world, sir. It's really weird, Steve. I can't wait. You you agreed to come on my show again. We're going to do an end of year review. But but this is the stuff you and I get so excited about. This stuff, the 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 geopolitical stuff, the uh, as Colin Gray called it, the strategic culture of a nation. Every nation has a different strategic culture, how they think about national security. But but we get it. And we see through it, but we're not part of the people who propagate it. It's a very weird position to be in. You know, being in that classroom with Allison, you being at, you know, Goldman Sachs, and then you going and understanding how these people think, the globalists, and then we leave that and we actually connect and explain all of this garbage that has distorted American interests to the people who really matter, the people who fight our wars and get deployed. But uh, to drill down on this fast, it's such an important point. Essence of decision-making, uh, after you know, you, you've read the original Thucydides, a bit of Clausewitz, and they didn't even read Sun Tzu because, you know, whatever, ethnocentric. Essence of decision-making was the most important book in the last 40 years, and it drilled into our decision-makers, the political elite, the wonks, the think-tankers, and even the, the flag officers, that it's mechanistic, that strategy, you know, the, oh my God, if I had to go to another flipping lecture on, on the prisoner's dilemma and its application to nuclear war, you know, the, 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 the asinine, mechanistic, Herman Kahn uh, acolytes of the world, when really it's very simple, power. Do you understand national interest and power? You're not mapping out decision trees. You're expressing to your enemy, look, If you threaten me, 
I will turn you into a sheet of glass. If you want to be my buddy, I'll work with you. Remember what we said in the White House? You know, I stole that phrase from the Marine Corps. What's special about the Trump administration when it comes to national security? I didn't do charts of the prisoner's dilemma or decision-making theory. I said, no better friend, no worse enemy. The original Thucydides, nations only act on the basis of what, Steve? National interest, fear, and honor. Nothing has changed in the last 4,000 years. Nothing. You can focus on UAVs and cyber warfare, but only those three things matter. Honor, national interest, and fear. But the Graham Allisons of the world, the Kissingers with that, oh my gosh, Steve, diplomacy? His PhD thesis on Bismarck, what a book. That, that book should be used as a doorstop, as a door, you know, a door jam, nothing else. But these are the people that the, the, the intelligentsia worshipped. And really, you know what? Here's the bottom line. It's because of people like him and both of them that we haven't won a war for 60 years. Is that unfair, Steve? I don't think it is. Yeah. No, it's not. That's why, we, that's why the culture of victory, you talk about strategic culture. The United States yeah. went from a nation that won, had never lost a war to a to a nation that can't even conceive by our political military elite, the ones that Trump rejected, of even and, how to and, and actually and listen, have victory. <laughs> The yep. absurdity, Steve, that we have to have some some weird semi-autistic CEO from South Africa tell us, oh, oh yeah, w- what do you do with, with terrorists? You kill them all. Well, why does it take, you know, the Elon Musk of the world who've, who've never worn a uniform to give us the strategic clarity? Yeah, you, you kill babies, you kill women, we're going to kill every single one of you. It's not really complicated. And the fact that Elon is the only one, it's not Mark Milley who's saying it, it's not Jake Sullivan, it's the owner of Twitter. What a weird world we live in. Seb, how do people get to all your content? I can't wait to do the show over the next couple of weeks. Are you always our year-end strategic review on over Dr. Gorga? How do people get to all your content? Super fun. Can't wait to have you with us, Steve. Uh, just look for Sebastian Gorka, Seb Gorka, all the usual platforms through social, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Parler, Getter. The website is sebgorka.com. The sub stack with unique content from me is uh, Sebastian Gorka, one word, the full name, sebastiangorka.substack.com. And sadly, more relevant than ever, the first book that got me to the White House is Defeating Jihad, and the uh, most recent book after I left yeah. the White House is The War for America's Soul. Just uh, look me up online, follow me, and uh, friends, be safe out there. Dr. Gorka, thank you so much for joining us on your Thursday afternoon hit on The War Room. Appreciate it, brother. Seb Gorka, boy, he must have been the most popular guy in that seminar at Harvard, don't you think? <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> with Graham Allison and the crew. Congressman Tim Burchett. Congressman, uh, I know you're jammed for time. I just got we're we're right. getting confusing signals here. You're you're one of the biggest and 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 uh, and toughest hawks on the deficit and on spending. All kind of conflicting messages come out. I saw something the other day that our beloved and revered speaker Johnson might be thinking of a year long CR. Please tell me it ain't so, Joe. Well, I just talked to a, a member of the liberal media, and they were asking me that same dadgum thing. And I, 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 I hope not. I, I won't be voting for it. You know, we've just going down this same road of funding Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer's policies, and 
America needs to wake up. I mean, we got we can't even impeach Mayorkas, for goodness sakes. We've got uh, we just had testimony, you know, the hundreds over 100,000 kids they've lost. They've lost that came over our border. We've allowed it's just unbelievable. We allow them to make these these excuses, and then Republicans. Hold, hold it. What do you mean? What do you mean we've hold, What do you mean we've lost? They've actually admitted that we can't find a hundred thousand of the children that came across here on the invasion. Yeah, but that's not the point. I mean, that is the point. But when you talk about it, they they try to spin it. Well, that's not the point. You know, they start. It's the cages that Trump created to put these kids in, which were actually Obama did. Um, the media just can't get their head out of their ass long enough to to, to Google it to actually find out when but, it's. But how how can, how can we how can, how can we how can we expect America to wake up if our leadership and particularly McCarthy's gone because of the debt ceiling deal? Essentially, that he eventually caught up with him. We just passed thirty three trillion on September eighteenth. We're going to pass thirty four trillion before December eighteenth. We're at thirty. Three point, I think eight five right now. We have got one hundred and twenty five or one hundred fifty billion to go. Within ninety days, we'll add another trillion. What, what, I don't understand. What are guys like Johnson in leadership? What's so complicated about this? This is we got to get back like we dealt with the Russians. You got to clarify by simplifying. We need massive cuts. What don't these guys understand? I think Johnson understands it, and the majority of the Republicans do. But there's quite a few that don't, and that are you know they're. They're putting their own political um, will, you know, they're putting their political future ahead of the country's future is what it is, Mr. Bannon. They they vote for garbage for their districts and, and all these crazy policies that cost us billions of dollars and it just gets them reelected. And then they run home the last six weeks and play the fiscal conservative card and vote against some stupid bill that doesn't fund crosswalks or something. And then they they run for re-election on it. We don't have the guts to do it. Part of the problem we've got, honestly, Mr. Bannon, we've I've talked to five different Republicans who said that McCarthy funded the campaigns against them. These are conservative Republicans that he and and so he could he funded helped fund liberal Republicans against them. So what that tells me is there are others in the conference or in the caucus that are liberal, that he helped get in office, that we left the conservative person who could have won, but he was afraid of it. I'm finding out that a lot of these folks are backdooring the conservative cause, and all they are about is staying in power. That's all they are about, staying in power, staying and drawing that check and having that power one more day, and, that, and screw the country, and that's what they're doing. I mean, you look at some of these folks that— Can, can you— Go ahead. Yeah. Can you hang through the break for? I know you got a bolt, but we'd just like to hang you through the break. We've got about a minute here. They're having a win. Do you do you you anticipate that you guys are going to leave town on the fourteenth or fifteenth and and go home and then come back in the new year, or you'll work through the holidays? I I say work through the holidays. You know, if you got a you got an ox in the ditch, you get it out. And I'm in no rush. They're having a Winston Churchill reception. I just heard that. I thought Winston Churchill was going to be there. I talked to some of the younger members, but apparently he's not. So um, um, I'm, I'm going to I'll stay on with you. OK, we appreciate that. Why don't you hang on? We're going to come back uh, after a, a short commercial break. Um, Birchgold.com slash Bannon. 
Make sure you get the end of the dollar empire. This budget fight that's taking place right now, most of it behind closed doors. We do know the fact that the Ukraine situation, they've, uh, Speaker Johnson has done this. He's attached more of H.R. 2 to that and also downsized what the ask is. So right now it looks like nothing's going to happen. That could change day by day. But you need to understand the financial economic calamity of the United States. No better way to find out what's happening to us as the end of the prime reserve currency. It'll have a massive, massive impact. Birchgold.com slash Bannon. Go there right now. Check it out. Back in a moment with Birch. Okay, Environ Cleanse never does this. They just announced a massive Black Friday discount. Let me tell you why this is important. EnviroCleanse is predicting another triple-demic this year, and the best way to fight a cold or flu is not to get it. That's why I got EnviroCleanse for the war room, the new science in home air purification. The reason is that they are uh, approved by the Pentagon. They're approved by the Department of Defense for Navy combatants. When I was a young ensign and an auxiliary engineer, the uh, air purification came under my auspices, and I can tell you that this is the product that you want because it qualifies to be used on a Navy combatant. EnviroCleanse, the military-grade technology, wipes out bacteria, toxins, and mold that can make you sick. That's why the Navy chose it, to protect the air on board our Navy ships. Get EnviroCleanse for your home. It's available now for your home with that technology. And do it before a virus takes your whole family down. Right now, you can save 35% during their Black Friday sale. Plus, get fast, free shipping. Visit ekpure.com. That's ek for EnviroCleanse, ekpure.com, and use promo code STEVE35 for 35% off. That's ekpure.com, code STEVE35 for the 35% discount. They've never done this before, so take advantage of it. ekpure.com, action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Congressman Burchett, you've been uh, adamant from the beginning. You were voting against everybody, and you said, hey, I'm voting against everybody because I don't see a plan here to save the nation's balance sheet or to stop this madness that's going on up here. Since you've re- And you looked at it kind of as a bellwether in this topic. We only got a couple minutes, but are you are, – are people – is there any sense of urgency up there? Are you seeing numbers? Because it was leaked, I think, in Politico that Speaker Johnson, in a meeting with the Senate – the Senate and you know how how evil you know McConnell and these guys are. They're talking about a one year CR that you would come up against a a, a stop and, and and because the Republicans are so afraid to shut down the government, they would actually agree to a one year CR. And whether that was a Pelosi numbers are slightly below, it'd be another two trillion dollar deficit. So, are you seeing any numbers? Are they running anything by you? No, and that's what scares me about it, because this stuff leaks out. I knew that they were meeting at the White House yesterday for about a six or seven hour meeting. And then um, and now we're hearing about this. So it makes me very suspicious of of what's going on. And the numbers, the devil's in the details, as you know. And if we have a continuation of the spending and the poor performance, I mean, that means open border, uh, unlimited IRS agents, you know, working from home, the whole deal, the whole deal. It's not just it's not just the money. It's everything that it funds. 
and um, and all the crazy programs. So yeah, I'm very much alarmed by this. And I, when I see Johnson, Speaker Johnson, he and I are going to have a talk. Okay, you'll do some reconnoiter for us and report back to your to your massive fan base here, the War Room, and and and. Uh, in uh, eastern Kentucky, or eastern Tennessee, you'll do that for us? Yes, sir, promise you. We will send Congressman Burchett then on his mission. Sir, thank you very much. What's your social media? Your, your, particularly your Twitter is, yeah. is, is is like Mike Davis's. It's a little, it's kind of lively. Yeah, it's blowing up, man, thanks to you. It's at Tim Burchett, T-I-M-B-U-R-C-H-E-T-T. And um, there it is. Got a picture Congressman, of my daddy's gravesite right there at Veteran Cemetery, right to him and Mama. So thank you, brother. Thank you so much, Amen. Mr. Bannon. Thanks for putting the truth out there. Thank We're, we're over the target. Thank you, Congressman. I appreciate it. You got it. Amen. Thank you, sir. Okay, uh, we're hearing a lot of rumors. Now, listen, I think, the, I think the Ukraine thing is in trouble, but, man, they are scared to death about shutting down the government. Okay, big news. Another huge story just popped on The Guardian on this very topic. Let's play the cold open. I'm going to bring in Raheem Kassam and Mike Davis, this outright hate of anybody that's not Muslim, sir. Yeah, I mean, it's it's something that he's the weird thing about Mehdi Hassan is that he was the political editor of a magazine called The New Statesman. And that at some point in time, uh, they parted ways. And I suspect it was because of this that they parted ways. And that's when he joined uh, the Huffington Post. And then he joined Al Jazeera, of course, you know, the the uh, Qatari political uh, mouthpiece. And and you then see him being moved into the mainstream uh, here in the United States via MSNBC. And it's very bizarre because uh, this has never been addressed by MSNBC. This was never addressed by Huffington Post. I think I think a couple of years ago, Mehdi Hassan was asked about it and he said, oh, yeah, you know, I said some dumb things in my 20s. Some dumb things. I mean, you're, you're condemning to hell everybody that is not a Muslim. That is Islamic extremism. That is the propagation of Islamic extremism, the definition to which we have known it, you know, throughout the global war on terror. That entire time in history, oh. Mehdi Hassan should have oh. and would have been called an Islamic hate preacher and should have been treated yeah. like that. And he is now a lead anchor on MSNBC. That is the person that we're talking about here. Now, and, now, and hang on. And, and the reason I watch him, he does. You know, he's one of the ones that's absolutely targeted the MAGA movement. This whole show has been about the targeting of the MAGA movement. He is the leader in this whole domestic. These are domestic terrorists. That's interesting. How did the advertise? I imagine the advertisers are quite uncomfortable with his recent background as a hate monger against all non-Muslims. I take it they're very uncomfortable. Would that be correct? Well, they should be. They should be. But, you know, not a peep from big corporate uh, advertising on MSNBC about this. Uh, You know, nothing. What we need to talk about is the projection he's doing here because he's ready to hurl around, oh, this guy's intolerant, this guy's Hitler, these people, uh, you know, this cadre of, of, of I don't know, listless vessels or deplorables or whatever you want to call them are, are the domestic extremists and need to be treated as such. Meanwhile, meanwhile, in the not so distant past, Mehdi Hassan was proselytizing in mosques around the United Kingdom, telling people that they need to reject non-Muslims as cattle, as animals, 
and saying that they had no moral standard. He said in that clip that we played that only Islam, only Muslims have moral high ground. So I want answers out of MSNBC on this. I want answers out of, I mean, where yeah. are the, where are the uh, you know, check my ads people? Where are the sleeping no. giants people? Are they going after the corporate advertisers on MSNBC well, and saying, the, hey, by the way, where, where, you've, got, you've got basically a crazy hook-handed cleric yeah. on your network, okay? Like maybe we have to have a conversation what, what, about that. What, we talked about how um, there is misinformation everywhere. You know, we have uh, ev everyone has lied. You know, the, we've we've got the media lying. We've got our government lying. We've got the IDF lying. We've got Hamas lying. You know, co social media is a conveyor belt of lies. Uh, where can people actually go to find what is actually happening? Well, obviously, Sunday, 8 p.m. live MSNBC. <laughs> There's a show called The Mehdi Hassan Show, which is very opinionated, but very factual. That was last night, I think. Uh, bring in Raheem first, uh, because he's actually head of marketing. Mike, Mike uh, Davis took a big blow today because he was actually driving traffic to Mike Davis. Raheem, what happened today? Last night on The Daily Show, he still didn't obviously know it. He was pitching his show on Sunday night. Yeah, that's right, Steve. Uh, it feels like a long time ago. It wasn't that long ago since that segment where we discussed the intolerance of Mehdi Hassan, to put it mildly. Um, but I, I, I have no tears, no crocodile tears, no real tears, no nothing for this man who has masqueraded as, as you know, a small L liberal now in the United Kingdom and the United States for about the past 10 years. I hate to take the credit for this because I understand other people are trying at the moment too, but we have been chasing down this guy with the clips of the things that he has said over his career since I think the first story we put up about it was about 2009, 2010, right? So we're now yeah. 13 years into showing the world well, no, who no, Mehdi Hassan been, is. Hold it, hold it. People should know. People should know they've he been he's been hating on on Raheem when Raheem was a young buck back in, <laughs> back in England and right when I took over Bybar this guy was one of your no it's not intolerance this guy is a flat out hater and I keep telling people this is not about the Jews or Jewish people or Israel this is about Western civilization he's a flat out hater am I incorrect in that Raheem Kassam? you only have to look at the people who are lamenting uh, the cancellation of his show on MSNBC, as he said right there, 8 p.m. on Sunday nights, no longer going to be there. Look at the people who are lamenting. You get all of these. I mean, I was reading the Guardian article. I've been looking at the, the messages posted on social media all day. They are all people who are avowedly anti-Christian, anti-Western, anti-America, Yes, anti-Israel, but like you say, that is that is a small tranche of what these people stand for. It is a small tranche of what Mehdi Hassan has historically stood for. And I got to tell you, they're making the case that oh, this was a ratings issue, and he just wasn't rating very well. Well, I could have told them that he wasn't going to rate very well. This was more than that. They found out. They found out through the war room. They found out through all the people who have been working on this and exposing this guy. They found out what they had really hired. And I'm telling you, after that segment aired that you just played, they ran a country mile from this guy. Big time. Uh, one guy that is lamenting though is our our redheaded Irishman, Mike Davis. Mike, and this is by, it just wasn't hating on Raheem and guys fighting the good fight against radical Islam. He started hating on the MAGA movement. He, he targeted Trump, but he also targeted the MAGA movement. He specifically targeted you. Uh, walk us through your relationship uh, with, uh, with, uh, with him. Well, I am very disappointed that Mehdi Hamas 
Hassan is getting kicked off MSNBC because he has become the Article 3 Project's biggest fundraiser since he ran 30 minutes of hits on the Article 3 Project and me. And then, uh, you know, other MSNBC goofballs ran another 10 plus minutes. So they ran like 40 minutes of hits on the Article 3 Project. So I, I, it sounds like uh, Mehdi Hamas Hassan has more time since he's been fired. So he can do one of two things. Maybe Hamas can hire him. He's been doing volunteer spokesman work for Hamas for a long time. We might put him on the Article 3 Project's board of directors because, again, no one's raised more money for the Article 3 Project than Mehdi Hamas Hassan. Raheem, to Mike's point, is that in going after it and, and, and really going after Davis and, and, and MAGA, is there a deeper lesson for us to learn here about when a guy crosses a line? And did he cross a line uh, with his support of the Muslim Brotherhood? And I think actually being a part of the Muslim Brotherhood, was that the line that was crossed? It clearly wasn't ratings. They have shows up there all the time that don't rate, but they drive the narrative. And he was a guy that did drive the narrative. So what's the deeper lesson here? Yeah, look, I think no doubt in the last couple of weeks, especially since Hamas's terror attack um, on Israel, there has been an intense amount of scrutiny on things like uh, Mehdi Hassan has been saying. Um, his interview um, with one of the IDF spokesmen uh, was 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 very very well watched um, for for the wrong reasons, right? For the for the reasons that kind of elevated his rhetoric, his allegiances, right to the forefront of what I believe, you know, Peacock and MSNBC uh, will have been panicking about, which is, hold on a minute, we're, we've got somebody not just employed by the network, right? Not just somebody who's in the, in the, in, you know, the, the, the green room hanging out. He's not just on the news desk. He's live front and center. As he said, they, they, you know, there he was plugging his 8 p.m. show. He is a star, was a star, of that network, and I think they looked at all of that stuff put together with the clips that we brought back. Remember, if, if people haven't seen it yet, you need to go back and watch the things this guy was saying. Yeah. We've got it all up at the National Pulse. It's all over social media. Mehdi Hassan, live himself on camera, talking about how non-Muslims, that's all non-Muslims, that's Christians, Jews, atheists, you name it, are cattle, they have no brains. They are people of no intelligence. He was repeating this over and over again. And sure enough, given his rhetoric over the past couple of weeks, conflating that with his past statements. I mean, listen, he's done this everywhere he's gone. And every time they figure out who he really is, he's given the heap ho. Mike Davis, uh, we got a couple of minutes on this side. Why did he specifically target you? What was it about you and your work? That so that, that rattled him so much. So he went after you time and time again. I think it's because I'm such a charming guy, and you know, it's. It, I mean, he came after us because Article Three Project has been pretty effective at calling out the lawfare by the left. They ran uh, this lawfare against President Trump, and they thought they were going to take out President Trump with their two bogus impeachments, their four bogus indictments, uh, their two illegal gag orders. They're trying to bankrupt. Trump in New York. And I, uh, you know, at the Article 3 Project, we've been fighting this constantly. And I started to troll them and say that, you know, what would it look like when Trump is back in office and I'm the acting attorney general and we start doing to the Democrats what they're doing to Trump, Trump's attorneys, Trump's top aides like you, Steve Bannon, Trump supporters on January 6th, uh, Christians praying outside of abortion clinics, parents outraged at school board meetings about gender chaos 
than the resulting rapes in high school bathrooms, while the Biden Justice Department ignores these BLM and Antifa and Hamas supporters who are terrorizing America and they're ignoring Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and James Biden and every other, every other scumbag Biden who's on the take, this foreign bribery and corruption all over the world, what, how would they like a, a politicized and weaponized justice system uh, against them like they're doing to us? Mike, where do people get you on Article 3? How do they get you? How do they get to you? It's article3project.org, article number three, project.org, at article three project, at article number three project on Getter, Twitter, Truth. And my personal is at M-R-D-D-M-I-A, M-R-D-D-M-I-A. And good work, Raheem, on this. Congratulations, though, also, Mike. Hassan is gone. Raheem's going to stay. 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider standing behind their service and their values as a company. They are an example of putting the cause ahead of profits. And it's why I am proud and the War Room Posse is proud to partner with them. For Black Friday, Patriot Mobile wants to give you a brand new smartphone when you make the switch today. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you access to all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left. And repeat that, without funding the left. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're supporting free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and much more. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your number, and for a limited time, get a smartphone for free. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Bannon or call 972-PATRIOT and use promo code FRIDAY76. That's FRIDAY76. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Bannon or call 972-PATRIOT and use promo code FRIDAY76. Again, we're talking about a free smartphone. Offers eligible only with the Black Friday promo code FRIDAY76. This is a limited-time offer. Join me. Make that switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Promo code FRIDAY76. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. We're going to talk about Henry Kissinger and his legacy at the top of the next hour. I'm going to have Dr. Bradley Thayer with me. Um, I want to make sure when we talk about the CCP, two things. They're buying gold at record levels, 22 and 23. Zero Hedge got a magnificent article up today. I still have not put it up because I've been working away getting ready for this show. I'll get it up tonight. But go to birchgold.com slash Bannon. Make sure you talk to Philip Patrick and the team and ask them a question. Why are the BRICS nation, this new geopolitical alignment, why are they buying gold at record numbers in 22-23, led by the Chinese Communist Party, and we are working on a central bank digital currency? Ask them that. Okay. Also, when you talk about this new executive order, they're going to have a new executive order on uh, supply chains. Biden's all over it. We've talked about it for years since the pandemic, since January 2020. Go to jacemedical.com. See how you can avoid getting rolled up by the Chinese Communist Party as they choke down the, the uh, supply chains when it deals with uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. Check it out today. Jacemedical.com. 
Raheem, uh, there's articles that France is in civil war. I put up one today from the Telegraph. You've got the Swedish Democrats talking about we got to take down mosque in Sweden. Gert Wilders just had a blowout win in the Netherlands. You've got the Dublin mothers that are trying to protect their girls, their young girls from being attacked by guys from North Africa that have been imported into the country. Mehdi Hassan was at the he was at the center of that of stirring up that hate. What do you have to say to this audience about what to think about what's happening in Europe right now and what is coming to the United States of America, sir? Yeah, Steve, you know, we have a tendency of of thinking in you know short term election cycles, two years, four years, whatever. But we, we're still living in that world that we were living in when, you know, the Rotherham story was first breaking. You know, so many things have not changed. Uh, very little has changed in terms of the policing in England and the way that those mostly Muslim, mostly Pakistani grooming gangs operate and still operate to this day, by the way. Very few lessons, if any, were learned from that. You're now seeing that taking place in Ireland as well. The, the, the mothers of Ireland, the fathers fathers of Ireland, the sons of Ireland, they are taking to the streets. They are barricading their streets in some instances because they are trying to make the point that no more, no more, not even no more, but it's time to start repatriating these people. It's time to start mass deporting the people who have come here, refuse to learn the language. They don't have jobs. Uh, they're welfareists for the most part. And, and typically, you know, involved in criminal activity at some level, right? Whether that's low-level criminal activity, or whether that is the 50,000 uh, murders, rapes, robberies, you name it, that the German police reported last year were committed by foreign nationals in the country. This is taking place all across Europe, all across the borderless Europe that was, was bragged upon uh, by the people in the European Parliament that I used to rub shoulders with back when Nigel Farage and I would go there making these same points back in 2013, in 2014, in 2015. And we saw the light yeah. in 2016. The country saw the light in 2016 and voted to leave the European Union. But what did the UK government do? No, it imported another 600,000 people last year. So if only uh, European populist nationalist parties uh, could coalesce and could get along with each other, uh, they would absolutely run the tables in Europe, like I suspect Donald Trump is going to run the tables here in the United States next year. Raheem, now more than ever, people need to go to the National Pulse. I mean, you guys are on fire and you've got such a deep understanding of this. Uh, where do people go to get to National Pulse? Yeah, the nationalpulse.com is the URL. We encourage everybody to sign up and support our work. We are 100% people funded. That's the nationalpulse.com forward slash war room to sign up for yourself. Or, as you see on your screens right now, um, if you are interested in buying a gift membership for a friend, maybe you're already a member, maybe, you know, Christmas time's coming up, you can go to the nationalpulse.com forward slash gift. I can think of no better present to give people than real news, real information, ready in time for the weaponized process that we're all going to go through next year. It is a critical point yeah. in Western civilization. And we are here, you know, not just to commentate, right, not just to talk to, to you via the camera, but we do the hard work of actual news reporting day in and day out. I'm blessed with a brilliant team. We want to grow that team, the nationalpulse.com forward slash warum to help us do that. It's days like day, today when you get a scalp, Raheem, that I feel so proud of the years beating you about the head and shoulders to get the best out of you because your best is pretty daggone good. Raheem Kassam, thank you very much, brother, for everything you do. Thanks, Steve. Cheers. An extraordinary young man right there. His record, and if you read his books, No Go Zone, the Enoch Powell book, this is a smart, tough guy that gets things done. Mike Lindell, are we getting things done on the factory floor? Our number is 800-873-1062. That's the war room number. 
direct dial into the folks that the IRS are trying to put out of business. We want you all there. Give us the special deals, brother. Yeah, this is, and uh, I'm getting ready to go on stage in a little bit, Steve. Guess what I'm going to talk about? Securing our elections. And, uh, uh, but we, I want to thank the War Room with our best special of the year. These are the sheets we have. The queen size, everybody, for $39.98. The best sheets ever for the best price ever. And the king size, just $10 more. Free shipping on your entire order. These are the best sheets you'll ever sleep on. Use that promo code War Room. And uh, your whole entire order ships for free. Everybody's been taking advantage at the War Room Posse of Now's the time to get a mattress, 100% made in the USA, or a mattress topper and change your bed into the best bed ever. There they are right there. Free shipping, plus the great discounts that you're going to get on the mattress 2.0 or the the, uh, mattresses. Check it all out, everybody. And I'm going to tell you right now, get all your Christmas presents here because we're extending the 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st of 2024. So anything you give for Christmas, you can rest assured they have that same guarantee that you all get from when you get a product from okay. MyPillow. Go, go, My employees go to MyPillow.com, huh? My promo code WARROOM. Go right there now. All the special deals. Mike's got to go on stage. Mike, and I've got to have another uh, long a drink at a Warpath coffee because I was out with you all hours of the night flying around the country <laughs> as Mike Lindell. But he's dropping in with that plane. He's going to have a meeting. It's 1 o'clock in the morning at the, at the FBO. Mike Lindell's there. You're going to meet. Brother, thank you so much. Take care. Good, good luck tonight oh, on the speech. I've got my second win, Steve. I'm ready to go speak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. Warpath.coffee. Go check it out right now. It got me through the day. It's going to get me through the next hour. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to start with, by the way, Warpath.coffee, uh, War Room, best dark roast ever made. The milds are really great, too. I'm just not a mild drinker. I drink the dark roast. Okay, the next hour, we're going to break down all of this, the geostrategy of Henry Kissinger, what it meant for you. We've also got a lot more we're going to get into. Your head is going to blow up. Stick around for the second hour here of the War Room. You don't want to miss it. Warpath Coffee, too. I'm going to get a big, uh, another hot pot going to get us through the next hour. See you back here in just a moment. And you are over. Because we're taking down the CCP. Spread the word all through Hong Kong. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. 
Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% and do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.